listener production. Okay, are you recording? Howdy, welcome along to episode 124 of the Howie Games featuring one of the most stylish batsmen to ever don a baggy green cap, Greg Chappell. Before we get going, a quick favour, if you could help me, that'd be awesome. We're on a bit of a drive at the moment to get people to subscribe to the show. It's free, doesn't cost a cent to subscribe. All you need to do is hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. That's it. Bang. Easy done. Two reasons for it. Firstly, it helps grow the show. Secondly, we're in the process of working through the release of some new content apart from the regular episodes at the moment. If you are a subscriber, you will not miss any of the new content. All right, Ripper. Greg's full interview drops next Thursday. Until then, here's his player profile. Greg Chappell, welcome to the Howie Games Player Profile. You've faced some quick bowling. You've taken on the West Indies. Are you prepared for these short, sharp ones? Great man. I'm a little bit out of practice, Howie, so I'll <laughs> give it a go. I won't get on the front foot early. No. <laughs> get on the back foot and duck. All right, nicknames that you've had along the way. Oh, I've had a few along the way. Thankfully, none of them have stuck. Um, Barry Jarman was, was responsible for the first one. When I first played for South Australia, he, came, he was quite good he thought, anyway, at, um, at nicknames. So it was yep. his responsibility to come up with nicknames. So I'll give you, a, give you a try and see if you can work it out. The first nickname was Tears. Tears. Greg Chapel. Greg Tears, Chapel Tears. Nah, I can't get it. <laughs> Crying in the chapel. That's where he, that's where oh, he dragged geez. that one from. So that's you a can, stretch. Well, that's, that was his sort of um, MO, if you like. He tried, uh, tried to uh, make it as obscure as possible and thankfully it was so obscure it didn't, uh, it didn't last. Uh, I mean, I've been GC forever. Um, yep. That's sort of the, the one that has stuck. Uh, I worked for uh, Coca-Cola Bottlers in Adelaide for a number of years and um, Doug Walters always referred to me as Coke Man. Um, <laughs> and thankfully, that that didn't stick. Although he still calls me that to this day. Um, Jeez, you've had a few. Oh, Matt, I've had. I could go. I could go on for a while. But um, <laughs> all right, local. What is your favourite food? Look, any any food. I, I like food. Um, I like like to eat. For a, someone who's been long and lean most of my life, I don't mind a feed. Um, but I only generally eat. Meals, I, I don't snack a lot um, in between meals, so uh, I've been lucky in, in that regard. But, um, yeah, I lived in, we lived in India for three and a half years and we were very lucky. We liked Indian food and, uh, you know, got a, a pretty good array of good Indian food around the country because particularly in the two years we, I worked with the um, Indian team, we stayed in some pretty good hotels with a good selection of food, not only Indian food, um, I love my Italian food, Thai food. Uh, there's not not a lot I won't eat. Um, probably offal might stretch me oh. a bit. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not going to go too far into into the intestines if you don't mind. <laughs> so if I was lucky enough to get invited to your house for dinner and you were cooking, what is your number one go to dish? Uh, I'm a bit out of practice with the curry, so I'd have to go with something pretty simple, just a good steak and veggies, I reckon. And if you were able to invite three people from any time that you've met that you haven't met to this dinner, well, who are you inviting? Amelia Earhart, for one. I, I reckon oh. that uh, she would have been uh, quite quite amazing. What she did was... Uh, the flyer. 
the flyer, yeah, she uh, was uh, quite an inc- you know, had a quite an incredible record. Uh, I was lucky enough to meet Muhammad Ali uh, just leading up to the uh, Olympics in two thousand. Busy, uh, wow. Busy had him out in Australia, and we were living in Adelaide at the time, and they had a function at uh, in Adelaide to which uh, we were invited, and I was one of the lucky ones that got invited up onto the stage because he wasn't sort of coming down the steps. So, and I got a, an audience with him for about 15 minutes, I reckon, which was, was amazing. And, and it was it was great and it was sad at the same time because he was really struggling at that stage. Mm-hmm. You know, his left arm would sort of rise up and have to sort of capture it with his right hand. But he did make a, a funny comment. He, he said, yeah, I know cricket because I was introduced as, you know, yeah. cricketer and so on. And he said, yeah, I, I know cricket. I, I saw cricket in, in England a few times, he said, you blokes have got to be mad. <laughs> and I felt like saying, you think we're mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least we had a bat, yeah, we had something. <laughs> we had a chance to defend ourselves, but uh, that, that was quite incredible. Uh, I'm a keen golfer. Jack Nicholas was sort of my golfing hero. I, I'd certainly uh, love to... Uh, I, I was lucky enough again to meet him and play golf with him on his own golf course in West um, Palm Beach in in Florida some years ago through a mutual friend, and that was was an amazing experience. Did you um, feel the pressure of playing against the Golden Bear? No, funnily enough, he, he was so relaxed, um, huh. and it didn't feel. And, and luckily, I was in the other cart. I was with his son Gary, so it okay. wasn't quite quite so um, so daunting. But he he was very you know welcoming and just very relaxed himself. So it was pretty easy to be. Be relaxed on this on the same trip. I got to meet and play with Johnny Miller as well, which was also he was a bit of a golfing hero of mine. But you know, Gandhi, I reckon uh, an amazing character, and just to to talk to people like him and Mandela about their thought processes and. So I'd struggle to come come down to well, three. I reckon you've got about six. I think it sounds like a pretty good dinner anyway. Yeah. On a day off, what do you do? I'm playing golf. How often do you play golf? Um, I'm playing three days a week generally what? now, now that I'm sort of retired. What are you playing off? I play off five. Is it a love-love, a hate-hate or a love-hate relationship with the game? Uh, it's a bit of love-hate, I think. Uh, I mean, no, it's largely later. It's more uh, love. It's more frustration. I think, you know, you, as I've said on many occasions to my playing partners, it's amazing how much, you know, how you can in, look forward to something so much and enjoy it so little um, <laughs> and and still want to come back and do it again. Yeah. So it, it is a bit of a, it, it's not a sport, it's a drug. You know, yes. It's, a, yes. it's an addiction, I think. Finish this sentence for me. Before you batted, you would always... Uh, I always visualised the, the guys that I was going to be playing against. Um, I, I found that quite a... Um, a, it was relaxing, but it was also a, a good additional training session. So that was something that I you know, developed early in, in my career and I found it most beneficial. If you could swap jobs with someone, and you've had a pretty good job, let's be honest, the Australian Test Cricket captain, whose job would you like? Uh, it'd, 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 I'd want to be active. So again, it's most likely going to be a sport and it's probably going to be, uh, probably going to be golf. So... Uh, I don't care, but I'd want to be in the top 10, I reckon, because it <laughs> would be a pretty hard life if you're about number 125 and you were 
on the on the cusp yeah. all the time. I, I reckon that could you know it, it could be damaging to your health. I think. Now the fact that um, you are able to follow my instructions, you got your voice memos on, you already had your headphones on, you've got Zoom rolling, you're ahead of ninety percent of the competition that I've had on this podcast. So I think you're pretty technically capable. So tell me, Greg, the two most used apps on Greg Chapel's phone. Oh, the golf club app gets a gets a yep. fair workout, and um, probably the next most used might be, particularly this time of the year, is the AFL app. Yes, you're a, a bombers man. Yes, for uh, for better or worse, I've been. Well, I started out, grew up in Adelaide, obviously. Um, mm. AFL was part of the scene, played footy at school, and and loved the go. Always enjoyed the game, but it wasn't. My game, uh, I didn't like bumping into people. I, I, actually, I didn't like them bumping into me more particularly. <laughs> um, so I was better with a you know a ball that was travelling quickly at me and uh, I had an implement to defend myself with. What is the favourite item in Greg Chappell's wardrobe? Dear, oh dear. Um, <laughs> dear, oh dear. <laughs> but that, mean, might, that, that might be the answer to that question, just dear, dear oh dear. Dear, oh dear. Well, it is. I mean, I'm not a shopper, so I don't enjoy that but I do I mean I'd like having nice clothes but the go-to um particularly these days is the the golf shirt and the golf trousers and the golf shoes there, there you go what are you currently watching um currently we've been watching uh quite a few shows on SBS on demand yep. uh, but right at the moment um the show is called Loch Ness, I think, on the ABC. It's a series. Uh, it's a new series on the ABC, so it's it's one we can't stream, so it's frustrating. No. Um, I'm not a huge watcher outside of sport, um, but, you know, it, it's been a wonderful um, opportunity in the last 12, 15 months to, to watch quite a lot. And, and a generally series... Um, Watched quite a bit on on Netflix. Have you watched on Netflix? Uh, you, you're probably not into car racing at all. That doesn't matter. Have you watched the show Formula One Drive to Survive? No, I haven't. But you're suggesting it's good, eh? Give it a go. Give it a go. Give It'll, it a go. Uh, it's a whole new world. What are you currently listening to music-wise? Uh, I don't listen to a lot of music. I never, never have. Uh, I, I'm more likely to, um, you know, put on a podcast or something, say, when I'm in the car. Okay, it's, what podcast are you listening to then? Even better. Again, quite a quite a few and uh, quite a, a varied lot. Um, I've been listening to quite a bit of um, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, which is, um, is interesting and very different. Uh, and, you know, he's doing a lot of research into, you know, the important, what you think about is what you get, basically. And uh, that's always been my challenge. It's, it was my challenge from a cricket point of view. Mm. Um, you know, I learned early on that, you know, basically there were no guarantees of success, but there were plenty of guarantees of failure. And, you know, <laughs> so you had to be very conscious of your thought processes. So I learned to be conscious of my thought processes through through my cricket career. Uh, golf is very similar. There's a lot of similarities between the two. Um, and I'm challenged by it more with golf than I ever was with, with cricket. And I'm learning the same messages over and over again with my golf. Um, mm. It's quite amazing. And it's such a random thing because 
you don't control the thoughts that, that come into your mind and something can jump into your mind at exactly the wrong time, Yes, um, particularly at the top of the, of the golf swing. So, you know, I'm constantly practising my mental techniques. I mean, my objective when I played cricket was not to beat myself and it's pretty much the same with, with golf. And I can, I know that, yeah, when I look back at my good days in, in cricket and my good days in golf, they were good thought days, good thinking days where I managed that internal environment. So I'm really interested in, in that sort of stuff. So, so how many episodes of the 122 released of the Howie Games have you listened to, GC? Um, absolutely zero at this stage, <laughs> Howie. <laughs> so you're doing well. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I'm good. <laughs> I've got no feedback for you. <laughs> Okay, Um, we're talking TV, great man. Uh, What's your favourite movie of all time? Caddyshack, I reckon it'd have to be in the... (laughs) Flying high, you know, the the humour of those sort of things just uh, suited my thing, you know, Monty Python, any of that sort of stuff uh, generally tickled my fancy. Do you have a most treasured possession? Not really. Um, I've never been one to collect sort of memorabilia and, and stuff. I mean, I, I got rid of pretty much all my cricket stuff. Um, you know, I, you? I, I like to live in the in the present and look forward to the future rather than mm-hmm. looking back. But I, I do do still have a, a baggy green cap in my possession while it's in storage. Um, I haven't seen it for a number of, number of years. Um, I maybe, I think I've got one bat that I use that uh, is still in my... Possession, but I, you know, I gave most of it away as we sort of went. A couple more quick ones for you. Uh, a bucket list destination that you haven't been to? No, I've pretty much covered everything. Uh, I finished uh, 2018. I went to the Masters um, with some friends from, from Melbourne, a um, guy that I've, I've got to know well, um, was a bit of a fan in the day and he and his business partner run uh, tours to the uh, to the Masters and not Stevie Ivac. Stevie and Terry Lucas, yeah. I used um, to play footy with Stevie Ivac. He was a very sneaky forward pocket in the day. I could imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> was the Masters everything you hoped it would be? Yeah, uh, and more. And, you know, Luke, he was kind enough to uh, have me there as his guest and that was uh, one right. of the spe- special memories. It, it was something that I had thought a lot about going to years ago and I thought I'd missed the opportunity. You know, I know Wayne Grady pretty well and Grades always said, mate, any time you want to come over, when he was playing, he said you can stay stay with us. But I was either in India or I was, you know, clashed with cricket commitments and I never uh, never got there. So I thought I'd missed the opportunity until uh, Lukey offered me the chance to go with he and Stevie in uh, 2018 and it was everything I expected plus some. So that was pretty much the last one on the list. Fantastic. Last one for you, and this is the most important question I'm going to ask you in this entire podcast process. Greg, are you ready? Nearly. Greg Chappell, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Good man. Correct answer. Well, you're a Queenslander now. I'm glad you said that. No, no, pineapple goes with pretty much anything. Good man. Greg, thanks for joining me on the Player Profile. Your full episode will be up next week. Thank you. Thanks, Harry. Yeah. There it is. A double century to Greg Chappell. And what a great innings it's been. Listener.